Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. We all know when Jesus commands us to love our neighbor as ourself, but how are we supposed to love ourselves? It's an important question that today's guest asked and has found the answers to. We're joined today by Jonathan Puddle. He is a blogger, a kids pastor, a speaker, and the host of the popular interview show, The Podcast. He recently authored a new devotional called You Are Enough, Learning to Love Yourself the Way God Loves You. Today, Jonathan will help us to understand how we can love ourselves the way that God loves us and talk more about his new devotional. Jonathan Puddle is a kids pastor, a speaker, and host of a popular interview podcast, The Podcast. Well, you've got quite the busy schedule, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about your family and a little bit more about yourself. So I am a children's pastor in Kitchener, Ontario. I have three kids. My wife and I are just become licensed for foster care as well. And uh, I've been a believer since I was a kid. I've grown up in church. I've worked at churches. And uh, somewhere along the line, I... Uh, began dealing with depression, anxiety, panic attacks. And, uh, you know, like all of us, we have these different kind of pains. And so we try to figure things out and, and figure out how Jesus works in the day to day. And so one of the things that happened to me just in the last couple of years was God kind of leading me on a journey to learn to love myself better. And this book and a number of other writings have come out of that. I've actually met a few pastors very good at loving others, but not always so great at loving themselves. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, th I think, you know, Matthew 22, love your neighbor as yourself. I've not heard many sermons about how to love yourself. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a great kind of point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I interpret I interpreted that passage as like love your neighbor instead of yourself. Yeah, same here. If I loved others how I love myself, I'd treat them very poorly. Actually, <laughs> so <laughs> oh. well, that's like that's a very insightful point, right? And yeah. So I think, and I think, I think the reality is is we can see some of that in the world around us, right? Like Christians don't have always the best reputation. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly not. I think the reputation that we could have. If we loved everyone the way Jesus loved everyone. Uh, so on that journey to loving yourself, what was that like? What were some of those experiences that you had? I'd gone through some some therapy and I'd been reading books about emotions and mental health. And one of the big discoveries for me was learning what emotions are, learning how they work in the body and the brain and what they all mean. Right. Like nobody gave me a, a user manual for my body or for my soul. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get one. And so I, I read this book that was basically explaining like anger is what you feel when you have been violated or blocked or someone you love has been violated or blocked. So when those things happen to you, anger is actually like the good and right thing for your body to be communicating to you. But I thought anger was a sin, right? Like I'd only ever seen anger be destructive. And so when I started to learn about what these different emotions actually mean, like happiness is what you feel when you have the thing that you've wanted. It sort of it really shifted my understanding of my own inner world and allowed me to actually like it gave me permission to feel my emotions, to listen to my emotions, not necessarily to do all the things that my emotions tell me, but 
to to make those decisions for myself with being fully informed, right? Like if my if some part of my body or mind feels like I've been violated, that's something that I should be paying attention to. That doesn't mean that I'm going to punch someone in the face, but it means that maybe I need to put a boundary in place or maybe I need to treat myself with more care around certain people or situations. And so learning about my emotions and then marrying that into uh, the spiritual life and, and finding God more within me than I had really expected or anticipated began to move me in compassion towards myself. And as I moved in compassion towards myself and I was like, God, is this okay? Am I allowed to do this? I really felt like the prompting of the spirit to say like, well, how do I move towards you? Do I move towards you gently with compassion? I'm like, yes, yes, you do. Okay. So you're allowed to love yourself the way I love you. We're allowed to love ourselves the way God loves us. And that was a, a kind of a shocking discovery for me. Through that discovery, though, you have taken all of what you've learned. You've now put it into a devotional. Uh, tell us a little bit about that devotional, You Are Enough. Yeah, it's called You Are Enough, Learning to Love Yourself the Way God Loves You. Now, I get some pushback on, on the title, and I fully expected that. I, I It's a deliberately provocative paradox because I think if we're honest, we can look around us and see there's 101 circumstances that we are just not enough for, right? Like I'm not enough parent for my children. I'm not enough. I wasn't enough to weather COVID lockdown without panic attack. (laughs) But but when I tune into the voice of love and God tells me things like, and not not just in a mystical sense, but in scripture, right? Like God tells us like, you don't have to do anything to earn this love. Like you are already – chosen. You are already my child. You are already enough for me. And so uh, when I I landed on, on that title, You Are Enough, n- not because it's something that, that is so popular in the culture, though it is, but because it's what I find God saying to me. And so throughout the course of the devotional, it's it's set up into 30 readings. It's a little bit more emotionally and spiritually intense than your average, you know, morning coffee Christian <laughs> devotional. <laughs> And it walks you through embracing your body, how to uh, thank God for your body and accept it. Let yourself take up the space that you need, how to discern God's presence, how to uh, label and identify your emotions, your inner life, and then how to welcome God and even discover God in those those scared, scarred and, and sacred places of our hearts that we don't really let people into. Uh, ultimately, so that we can learn to embody for ourselves the compassion that God, the compassion and love and gentleness that God has for us. You mentioned the scared and scarred parts of our heart. Uh, your devotional is described as trauma informed. What does that mean? So when when you experience trauma, which it can be either type B trauma, which is like the big bad things that happen to you. Or type A trauma, which is simply like the absence of support that you needed during a time of your life that you really needed something extra. Either of those categories of trauma apply to just about every one of us. And when we experience trauma, there are specific things that happen in the body and in the brain that actually reduce the fullness of our humanity. If you just think of the simple example of, you know, you're being you're you're in the Canadian wilderness and you're suddenly being chased by a bear. And your brain kicks into this fight or flight mode and you can run faster 
obviously we all know we shouldn't run from bears, but that's a besides the point. <laughs> suddenly you find you can run faster, or, or you, you know, you, we hear stories of people who suddenly got the strength to to lift a car off somebody who got pinned. Well, what's happening in the brain is that certain parts of your your neurological world are being prioritized, which is really great for strength and endurance, but is not actually great for rational cognitive thought. I mean, have either of you ever experienced like being really triggered, like like something like a level three thing happened? Oh yeah, you, but you had like a level mm-hmm. ten reaction. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so 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 you know that you've actually somehow lost access to like the really cool and calm rational part of your brain, and, and science has proven that that's exactly what's happening. And so when we've spent significant periods of our life in trauma there's actually parts of our brain that are not operating at their full capacity. And so being trauma-informed is looking at others first through that lens of trauma that says, okay, rather than just giving you more practices and just like telling you to memorize more scripture and work harder, work harder, work harder, it's like, well, maybe actually you need some supports first. Maybe you actually need a gracious lift. I mean, I, I see this, and this is maybe radical for some, but I see Jesus hanging on the cross saying, Father, these people don't know what they're doing. And so I'm asking that you forgive them. And maybe he's only speaking about the Roman guards, but but my sense is that he's speaking broadly more about humanity, that actually having been a human now, having tasted humanity, having taken on their sin and become a curse for humanity, I see things the way they see things. And Father, I'm telling you, they have no idea what they're doing. So forgive them. And that's that's kind of uh, what it means to be trauma informed. And so this whole book is very gentle. It is uh, it moves at a gentle, gradual pace. It equips you to start uh, turning into those more painful, scared places of your heart, rather than rushing you into it like like oh let's do a trust fall. You know I'm not going to force <laughs> anyone into anything here. It's very very gentle. In this devotional, you also have some tools and methods. Uh, why do you include uh, these items in there, like the, the breathing exercises and stuff like that? When I first heard about the breathing stuff, I was super like, ah, that's weird. <laughs> but as I began to practice deeper breathing and more intentional breathing myself, I realized actually like it, it does bring me to peace. And part of it relates back to trauma, because when you're in a trauma response and your brain is prioritizing survival – what happens is that you, you take these big gulping breaths in your mouth. They go up into your chest, you know, so that you're, you know, I mean, if you if you tense up your, your chest cavity, you can feel that you're ready to fight, right? You're all kind of pumped up. But by breathing in your nose, holding that breath, breathing down into your tummy, it's actually really contrary to that trauma response. And so you can actually kind of trick your, your brain and your body to calm down. So uh, the the breathing and the, and the stretching with your arms is is it's a way that helps people live into the space that they take up. This was interesting actually. I did an exercise with a guy on a podcast just two weeks ago, and I taught him how to breathe in in this this beach ball breathing exercise that I didn't invent. It's very kind of common. And and you one of the things you're doing is you're stretching your arms way out around you as you exhale. And he was sitting out on his balcony as he did it. And he said to me, Jonathan, two things happened. One, I felt silly. Like, I don't really understand why this is important. And it felt a bit silly. But two, 
my arms kept banging into the edge of my balcony because the balcony is not quite big enough for me as a bigger, as like a tall man to, to reach my arms out at full length. But then I realized that sense of not having enough room for my arms and my body is actually how I feel about my whole personality. Actually, now that you're asking me to, to tune inwards and pay attention, I realize that feeling is how I felt for most of my life. And I've tried to not take up too much space. And so some of these physical practices actually cause us to pay attention to our interior world. And then we can just invite the Holy Spirit in. We can invite the light of Christ to come and illuminate those places in our interior world. Well, it's interesting you say that. Like as soon as you started describing the breathing exercises, it made me think of Scripture first. Like in Genesis, God breathed the breath of life into Adam. It says, but also in John chapter twenty, uh, when Jesus had uh, after his resurrection, he breathes on the disciples. It says, and he says, "Receive the Holy Spirit." And it just made me think of that right away. Taking that deep breath, it just does something with your uh, faith relationship too. Totally, right? Like like we have all of these symbols that we participate in in church life that we don't really know how they work, but we know that there's power to them. We know that the bread and the wine or the juice, you know, we know there's some power to it. And so, like you said, breathing in the spirit, uh, in being mindful that as I breathe in, I want to take in the presence of God into every part of me. It, and even like literally into my lungs, into my mm. blood, into into every part of my body. And I breathe out. I want to breathe out chaos and breathe out. Uh, I want to breathe out those voices in my head that speak nastily to me, my own self-talk, my the way I run myself down. I want to purge those things and allow God to transform me. Okay, just wait. We're going to do that in the studio quick. Ah, that's better. (laughs) I love that. That's so good, Jonathan. (laughs) What was it like for you writing this out? Like the devotional is a result of your own healing journey, but did you find even more healing as you sat and wrote out this devotional for others? Oh, I sure did. Yeah, it it came, it, fl- it flowed really fast. I don't know if you if you write yourself, but there's sometimes where you just get in a flow and it just mm-hmm. feels amazing. I had a lot of that while writing this. When I went back to edit it, that was where things really kicked up a notch for me because I'm just trying to kind of look critically at my own writing and you know and improve things. But I couldn't I couldn't do it in a d- detached manner. I, I was sucked right back into that journey, and I'm finding myself crying and sobbing and, and laughing and just marveling at the goodness of God that, that he would give us everything that we need. Uh, you know, there's this wild scripture, Second uh, Peter 1, 3, where it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. I'm like, do, do you feel that all yeah. the time? No, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know it's true, but it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> Right, right. So if that's what scripture says, then I want to practice ways that I can imbibe that truth and make it real for me. So the, actually, I go back through this devotional myself and I need it. I, the, each reading finishes with a simple meditation, which is, doesn't need to freak people out. It's just kind of like a prayer based practice. And, and I go through those myself almost every day. Uh, even I listen to my, myself read them on YouTube <laughs> just because it centers me and it draws me back into peace and into the presence of God. What about those out there that are just sitting there going, well, you know what? I'm really not enough. How do you change that mindset for those people? 
I think you have to encounter God and hear it from the voice of truth for yourself. Like I said at the beginning, like there's a world of evidence that we all have that reinforces the idea that we are not enough. And so I don't want to argue with anybody about that. I, I would invite you to consider what your self-talk looks like. Do you speak to yourself with love and grace or do you speak to yourself harshly? So make a note of that. And now think about Jesus. What do you think his self-talk was like? Hmm. Do you think Jesus permitted any voice in his head other than the voice of his father that said, you know, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased? And I think that that we know Jesus is God, but when we come to see Jesus really, really, really as human and as like the new Adam, like the template for what we're invited to live like, uh, you know, full disclosure, not in our own strength. We need his life to come and live within us to empower that. But that's the invitation, right? Like that God made us in his image to be like him. Uh, means like there was this, this time where God was all there was and God was enough. And then God dreamed up Mike and God dreamed up Colleen and God dreamed up Jonathan. And before you even had form, God knew you and loved you. And then God, like somehow you ended up in, in a woman's womb and you've never accomplished anything. And probably just about any human would say at the date of your birth, oh, look at Colleen, look at Mike, they're perfect. And so in some sense to God, we are enough. Just by living, we we are the object of his desire, the apple of his eye. And coming to embrace that, and believe it about ourselves, I think we'll actually, and, and, and this is what I've experienced, it has transformed my behavior. And, and the output of my life has changed as I've come to believe this truth of what God says about me. Okay, I need this devotional. You are enough. <laughs> how do I get my hands on it? Or how do we follow you on YouTube and things like that? So you'll find me at Jonathan Puddle on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, jonathanpuddle.com. You'll find my website, my podcast, and uh, my blog. And you can get the book just about anywhere that uh, books are regularly sold these days. It's on Amazon. It's in paperback and Kindle. It's on Apple Books. And uh, I'm going to start recording and narrating the audio book very shortly. So that will be out in, a, in another month or so. I love it. Thanks so much, Jonathan, for sharing with us today. Remember, Connections airs twice a day, once in the morning as well as once in the evening on your radio station. You can also find the podcast version at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast. But don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.